American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. NXT TakeOver 36. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, a long wrestling weekend. And here we are. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa, back in Los Angeles. He was in yeah. Vegas last night. Had to leave yeah. town. That's the kind of night he had. He was like, I got to get out of here. It's going to catch up. <laughs> I'm, I'm physically back in Los Angeles. Uh, we'll yes. see. The rest of me is yeah. still on its way, but uh, yes. And Issa, NYC Demon Diva herself, still in Las Vegas, watching yeah, TakeOver. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm experiencing the, the, the SummerSlam hangover today, so here we are. <laughs> <sighs> Crazy, though, man. So, so what do you think? Okay, TakeOver in and of itself, regardless of the quality, how do you think this fared as a follow-up to Friday and Saturday and everything we saw? You know, wrestling quality-wise, I felt like NXT TakeOver was that nice coffee that they bring you after you had your entire meal and you're just chilling at the restaurant and they bring you that nice coffee that just gives you a little bit of energy when you need it. You know, it wasn't dessert, but it wasn't bad. (laughs) It it surpassed my expectations. And when it comes to the wrestling, it wins the weekend wrestling-wise, right? Maybe. There was a couple of good matches last night on SummerSlam, but there was some great wrestling tonight. Yeah, from an in-ring standpoint, I would say it had some good wrestling and whatnot. Just as a spectacle, though, I mean, there's no comparison, especially being there live at, at SummerSlam right. with this big crowd and seeing some of these reactions and big moments in production. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I did think that it was an enjoyable show. But uh, it, yeah. even forget SummerSlam, looking at it in comparison with other takeovers, like when TakeOver was at its peak, when they were doing arena shows with 10,000 people in the building, you know, that New Orleans TakeOver that they had a few years ago where Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa uh, headline, it was a great match and a great pay-per-view. I think it pales in comparison to those, but I I still thought it was an enjoyable show. You know, I would say, uh, you said not dessert or coffee. I think this was, uh, this was the hot washcloth they give you in first class before you land. And you're just like, oh, this is refreshing. But now I'm ready to get off the plane. (laughs) <laughs> right, My right, right. Okay, people. okay. I like that. I like that. I maybe I just maybe I just need a coffee. So <laughs> I like both analogies, by the way. But both of those I thought were very good analogies. Yeah, and you know, everyone, you could do the hot washcloth at home. It's not that hard. <laughs> Look it up online. You can warm it up the same way. It's a little. It's like spa day. You know, fresh out of your microwave. Uh, Christian James Calderon, five dollar super chat. In your opinion, who had the better pop, Punk, Lynch, or Lesnar? A punk. punk. It was CM yeah, punk. it was an all-time yeah. pop. I mean, but the Becky Lynch very big pops. But yeah, uh, as far as last night goes, uh, yeah, they both had huge pops. I I thought Lynch had a bigger pop, um, but I do. Some people were already getting up and leaving when Brock came yeah. out. A lot of people even missed him, like finishing, like murdering Cena after the show went off the air because people were trying to get out of there. That show was so long. But I, I, as far as the weekend, it was CM Punk last night. You know, funny about Becky. Becky. Yeah, Becky Lynch is the same thing. Is people were getting up and leaving as Becky Lynch came out because yes. they thought that Carmella was going to be in there. And I was there with a couple oh, of my friends, and they God. said in our section, people had gotten up and left, and they had to come back yeah. into the building to see Becky Lynch. 
We had somebody yeah. that left our session and then he came back and he was like, what just happened? Like he left and he, I guess, ran right back. And by the time he came back, Becky was already holding the title. He was like, how is that possible? I didn't even go that far. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know. If you know, you know. There you go. <laughs> yes. Brett Murphy, $5, saying Vince says the Muscle needs to be banned on the main roster. Regal and Triple H are like, ah, oh, F it. Use it. <laughs> yes. Man, so good booking tonight. I mean, look, the wrestling was good. The booking, there were some surprises tonight. Yeah. I mean, all but one title changed hands um, tonight. And weird that, I think it was Vic Joseph on commentary opening, saying this is the end of an era. I mean, that a lot. And then there was that interview with Nick Khan this past weekend with Ariel Helwani, where he just quite plainly said well, that was going so to be a rebrand. A good listen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, very good listen. And uh, he said that there's going to be a rebrand, and they really hammered that home that there's going to be a new era. We're probably going to get a new set. You know, you saw them tear it down last week. So, yeah, they really hammered that home, which made me think that Samojo had to be going over. I'm thinking about yeah. this. I mean, the the indie-rific era of NXT – I mean, but it's always been there, though, right? I mean, even sure. you go back to Seth Rollins winning the original mm-hmm. NXT title. And who was he against? Uh, I want to say... Jinder Mahal. Was it Jinder or those? Jinder Mahal. I think it was okay. Jinder who he won that title against. Yeah. Um, I remember. I've seen that episode. Um, but that's the thing. It was like, it felt... It wasn't as indie heavy back then. I don't know. Like, there are a lot of people that have succeeded through NXT that did not have rich and storied independent wrestling careers. Ahead of time, and I was thinking about this, I was saying this online. This to me feels like, especially after seeing that interview, in the late 90s, there was radio, MTV, record labels who looked at people like Beck or even Stone Temple Pilots, like, this is a rock star? What's with all this whiny, mopey, eccentric <laughs> stuff? Right. And then we had new metal with a lot of angry big guys, and we had teen pop with a lot of people who looked like models. And I feel this is WWE doing the same thing, saying like, okay, we want people that are superstars. This isn't so much about artistry. This is about marketability. Yeah. And that's a great way to put it. And I think NXT was due for a rebrand. I just think the way it's been done from the perception of people watching NXT does kind of have a dark cloud over it that it was essentially gutted. So many of these top guys were just overnight just taken away from NXT. So I think people might have a bad taste in their mouths. But I thought for a while that NXT is due for a rebrand. AEW can be the indie-rific company. And there's really, in terms of them having these types of guys that appeal to a type of hardcore fan, the fact that they're doing it right and they're doing it in a way that I think entertains a lot of people, that's okay. But if NXT wants to be different, if NXT wants to differentiate itself as a must-watch program, they can't be what I think has been AEW light, where you just have all these yeah. indie guys doing right. things that, you know, WWE, you know, does not have an aff- affection for this type of wrestling. So I'm here for the NXT rebrand. Like, just tear it all down and let's start over again. Because, the you know, NXT right now, as of right now, has been branded as a failure in terms of them losing the Wednesday Night Wars. Now, I do think it's been entertaining and it's had a lot of good moments. But, mm-hmm. you know, the way that the top of the office looks at this is that they couldn't beat AEW on Wednesday nights. What type of show could be more interesting than what AEW is putting out? What's interesting about that, though, is I think for the men, they've been putting on a B product. But I think with the women, it's been an A- minus product. Yes. For the most part. So I think that's working. Uh, you know, and we haven't heard that much about changes there. There have been fewer releases of female talent. I'm curious to see how the women's division evolves in conjunction with what they're doing with this rebrand. That's a good point. I think you yeah. kind of position it to the women are like the top uh, division. I think they are. And I tell you, man, that's where they missed out on the biggest opportunity to lean into that when AEW was struggling and stumbling, building out its women's the division. The issue... 
the issue that I have with that, and I found myself feeling that way tonight watching Raquel dominate, is I get so happy that they book them that way. But then they come to the main roster, and you have somebody like Asuka, you have somebody like Shayna Baszler, and they do nothing with them in the main yeah. roster. It's very hard when you try to follow both products to get invested in this women's division when it doesn't matter how good they get booked, what's going to happen when they go away. And that that really affects your viewing experience as a fan or as somebody that covers the product. It's like, should I even get excited about this? And, and that makes me sad. Well, and you know, this applies, uh, so you mentioned like Shayna and Asuka, and this applies to a lot of their male champions as well. It is not a character to just have it be where somebody is really tough and undefeated. Because then once mm -hmm. they're defeated, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, I worry about that with Walter now after his loss tonight. Like, you can't just have a B like, oh, well, they're just an unstoppable force. Like, that's that's a winning streak. That is not who they are because that cannot go on forever. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I think that's more of a concern with Karrion Cross. I, I don't think, and I think they did just get away from the character of Karrion Cross while making him undefeated. That uh, that streak was a big part of who he was. And I don't think, and I'm not confident that they have big plans for him in terms of what they're going to do with this character now that he's just losing all over the place. I'm terrified for Karrion Cross. With a guy like Walter, yeah. I think he's proven himself as just like this big, the chops are, are a big part of his act and just this kind of cold aura that he has is like a legit tough guy. I think he's going to be in a better position, especially in NXT UK, which is kind of a smaller pawn that he's been dominating for years. Yeah. Azatez, mm -hmm. thank you for the 99 cent Australian super chat. Started off tonight with Ridge Holland versus Trey Baxter on the pre-show. Ridge Holland getting a pretty easy win. Uh, Pete Dunn does not look menacing in street clothes. <laughs> that he does not. <laughs> No. Yeah, no, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Rich Allen got that win. I don't think there's much to say about this match, but they opened it up hot, 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 as Buster Poindexter would say, with Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight for that million-dollar title, Ted DiBiase ringside. As predicted, Cameron Grimes got his win in front of the audience. Is there any argument that Cameron Grimes – I mean – if you're saying we're, things were not going to change in NXT, like Cameron Grimes is working, right? Like, I don't know where they go from here, but this has been masterful thus far. Yeah, um, I really liked it. I popped for the million dollar trash can that he brought out to put like the butter yeah. clothes on. I thought that was so funny. And I actually enjoyed the usage of Ted DiBiase throughout the match. Um, it was good to see Cameron Grimes finally get his moment. I feel like we went a little like the long route i thought we were gonna go somewhere else with this at one point i actually thought they were gonna become a tag team you know and be together mm. but ultimately this i i always felt it should have been won by grimes to begin with so i'm glad that he finally got that win and i will give them credit for putting on another good match it was so entertaining for somebody that we've seen wrestle so many times recently the match still felt fresh and it was enjoyable la knight is so good i have a i don't know i have a bad feeling he's gonna get called up soon yeah I, I like this as like not only the opening match, but as a climax to what this feud has been. I think this has been the opposite of Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, which they started right. off with this death match and then just kind of went backwards and trying to outdo themselves. And this started off with the heel winning and the babyface chasing the most simple formula. And then in the final match, you have Ted DiBiase doing all these spots. He was like a third <laughs> member of this match. He did the Million Dollar Dream that got a big pop. And then Cameron Grimes in Ted DiBiase's trunks wins that title. This was a perfect climax. And I just thought they made this guy into a superstar. This is one of those moments that I really wish would have been in an arena. So you can see just how right. big of a star this guy is. 
Yeah, right. Agreed. Also, while we're in the air, um, Glenn is having some personality issues, and he don't know who he is anymore. So, <laughs> Glenn has a split personality. I often problem. wonder who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, I decided to watch a making of documentary about the Fly Part Two instead of the original Fly. I was like, "Oh, I'm more curious about the Fly Part Two. Who am I? What am I becoming?" Yeah. Um, Fly Two darker in some ways than the original. Fly. Is it better? Oh, no, 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 no. Have you seen The Fly with Jeff Goldblum? Like, that yeah, movie I've not will... seen The Fly too. The uh, original Fly is the best. Yeah, well, I like the original. Well, Goldblum, like, that movie will scar you, uh, but The Fly 2 has some darker notes. Wow. It's with Eric Stoltz as a son. It's uh, not great, but it's darker in some ways. Good. Anyhow. Maybe I'll check it out. I don't yeah. remember. I've probably seen it, but I might not remember it. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so, I think LA Knight goes to the main roster from here. Yeah, I know. There's a chance I could see it. Um... Why not? How yeah. tall is he? <laughs> he might be tall enough. He looks like All a big right. guy. I mean, he does come off as a pretty big guy. Maybe he's not as tall as we think he is, but on NXT, he always looks, you know, looks the part. Yeah. He seems like the type of, I mean, he seems, but here's the thing. I mean, let me just say this. Like, he seems destined for, like, the Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler yeah. level main roster like I maybe almost, I almost yeah. cry every time I see Bobby Roode now. The way that oh, yeah. he was treated in NXT, the way the crowd reacted, the promo yeah. he was cutting. I remember he would come out in the suits, and now you just see him hanging out with Dolph Ziggler, and it's almost like, why? Because he looks the part. You know what I mean? The guy is in a spectacular shape. He can talk. I don't understand why he's in that position right now. No, I think he's going to end up in the Alpha Alpha Academy. Like uh, this no. could go very poorly. <laughs> but I think I do see them calling him up. Um, yeah, I feel like this has been this feud has been the best thing he's done in NXT, and now it's over. Easy. Like, yeah. so I mean, honestly, like, there's a challenge of what do they do with him. Kyle O'Reilly, we'll talk about this. Kyle O'Reilly, I think, is the biggest question mark of how do you book him going forward, um, given his win tonight and the end of his journey with Adam Cole. Uh, news tonight: many reputable sources are saying this was indeed Adam Cole's last NXT appearance, but maybe tomorrow on Raw. He could show up maybe Friday on SmackDown. Um, who knows? Friday on Rampage. Friday on Rampage, yes. Uh, wouldn't that be a get? Wouldn't that be a get? Um, then we have the women's match second, Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez. This is kind of the same thing. I see a lot of like failing up tonight. Like a lot, I see Dakota going to the main roster after this tonight. She's got the look. Um, I think that her character will probably need a little reinvention on the main roster. But this was a very, very good match. And Raquel Gonzalez got a very uh, nice victory here tonight. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed their match. They have very good chemistry. Um, this was a match that I didn't know which way it was going to go, maybe because Loki, I was kind of rooting for Dakota Kai. I really have liked what she's been doing, and I and I just love her style. Yeah, I think you're right about her looking main roster material. Now, I feel like Raquel Gonzalez has improved even in the ring so much, and I love seeing how they're booking her so dominant. There was a couple of spots there that I was like, she's incredible, and I and I feel like she needs to be we need to start mentioning her up there with the names of, you know, most dominating women's NXT women's champion. Like she is great and they're sticking with it. I love seeing Kylie Ray come out at the end. I think they're going to have an awesome match. I thought this was great. Yeah. WrestleNomics or somebody should do a study that if you're a female wrestler and you have colorful hair, how much more likely, how much faster is your track to the main roster? That's, that's something to follow. I, I like that forensic study because <laughs> With Shotzi's there, 
Is yeah, there a ba- else be like, and oh, Bailey was last. Bailey, Bailey, yeah, but Bailey though, Bailey had none. Yeah. Bailey was the last of the four horsewomen. You know that is true. Sasha got up. Yeah, there, but I, I we the problem with Bailey wasn't Bailey. It was her little inflatable guys. They didn't want to agree to the contract, so that's why she <laughs> had to stay longer. Little inflatable <laughs> egos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But it's kind of the same thing with Raquel, though. Raquel, I mean, so they're setting her up. Um, you know, the uh, the match. We'll talk about the match or what happened after the match. But I mean, how do you think Dakota looked in defeat tonight? I thought she looked excellent. I thought she was the star of this match. I mean, I, I thought she was really yeah, good too. with her counters and the way she did that scorpion kick and the way that she countered with a triangle. You know, because there was going to be a challenge in making it look believable for Dakota Kai, who I think is the smallest woman on that roster to you know go toe to toe physically with Raquel Gonzalez who's a big woman you know she's very tall and very imposing and dominant but I think Dakota Kai did a very good job at kind of the cat and mouse and able to kind of out fox Raquel Gonzalez and getting uh, over on her offensively so I thought this was a good match really good take there because yeah. like you think about that if you look at a Selena Vega versus Bianca there's such a size difference but you never think that Selena Vega looks good in those matches toward tonight I thought that um, Dakota looked the best in this match. It was great. That's what I mean about Raquel being great. It takes two to tango, and Raquel yeah, is doing yeah. a good job at putting her opponents looking amazing in defeat. And when you look at how Raquel looks, it, I don't think it hurts you to take a loss to her because she just looks so dominant. Um, and then after the match, Kaylee Ray from NXT UK showed up and stared her down. So I think uh, we know where this is going. This is yeah. really cool. I, I like this crowd really treated Kaylee Ray like she was a superstar because, you know, yeah. a lot of NXT people who watch NXT probably have no idea who she is. And there was a huge pop before they even showed her. So I was just wondering, oh, my God, who is it? Who could it be? And when it was Kaylee Ray, I was pleasantly surprised because, you know, I know who she is. and uh, But I just don't think that that many people would have given that type of reaction to her. And they did give her that superstar Same. reaction. Same. And I didn't even know the entrance, so I it took me a moment to realize who oh, it yeah. was, and I was happy to see her, but I was very proud of the pop. I was like, well, they watch NXT UK because I didn't recognize the music. Yeah. Speaking of that crowd, the way they were lit tonight, it looked cool, but it also looked like a weird something out of a dystopian future, or they should like be in Pink Floyd's <laughs> The Wall or something. Like... <laughs> This was very different, but I see why they feel like, hey, we got to we got to change this up a little like this. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Like it didn't have as nearly as big of a feel of what we've seen the past two nights. And I understand it's a much smaller crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Start doing matches in the raw underground. I think they need to bring that set back. Yes, please. (laughs) Uh, I love Raw Underground. Come on. I'm not sure if I think I went from hating it to liking it, ironically, to then just being funny to now I kind of miss it. But I'm not sure if it's because I enjoyed it or enjoyed making jokes about it. I don't know. Maybe you miss Shane McMahon. I do miss Shane McMahon. In fact, I'm surprised they didn't pull him out with the best in the world intro. I thought I thought he was the one who started shopping AW. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, that would be that'd be amazing. That Imagine, would be. oh my god! <laughs> People, I mean, like heads would explode. I mean, just so much. Biggest story, would... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Dragonov versus Valter, man, yes. like this just did not let up tonight. And these were like epic matches, but this match, I mean, look, we knew this was going to be uh, just a knockdown, beat him up, drag it out. 
But Dragunov getting the win. I think they, I mean, we talked about how they booked him building up to this. But Alfred, you first, what did you think of the match? And what did you think about, about his win tonight over Walter? I mean, this was a great match. I thought it was a very good match. I don't think it lived up to what they did before, but it's not really fair to compare it, even though it's going to be inevitable. Uh, they just had such a classic match last year that this, I felt like, was a lot more of a WWE version of what they did with all the near falls and a, a little more sports entertainment in there. But I thought it was great. They still had all the chops with Walter. I was just shocked that not only Dragunov won, but won by submission by tapping Walter out. I thought that would have been such a better finish if they had actually built Dragunov as a guy who could threaten to beat Walter if they would have given you this impetus because I think that dampered the match that Dragunov was just kind of, he lost to Pete Dunne. It made it very hard to believe because Dragunov kicked out of everything in this match. All kinds of things that Walter did that Walter's won matches with easily, Dragunov kicked out of. And to see him kick out of all this stuff where Pete Dunne just beat him with his finish in 10 minutes, it makes it very jarring to watch something like that. But uh, having said that, this match, self-contained as its own thing, I, I loved it. I thought it was very fun to watch. Isa? Yeah, I really, I, I enjoyed the match and I haven't seen their first one, so I didn't have an expectation going in, which I like because I feel like yeah. then you don't have anything that you're comparing it to or living up to. A lot of people told me to check it out and I was torn between, do I check it out now or do I wait? And I decided to wait and I think that was better because it made me like view it in a different perspective. Those kickouts by Droganov were incredible because he looked like he was barely kicking out and he was dying right after. And it made you think at one point, Walter is going to have to kill this poor kid to win like that's literally what mm -hmm. i started thinking like, what are you gonna have to do and just like his chest like walter is such a beast 870 days so to see him tap is to me mind-blowing and like glenn was just saying i just wish for somebody like me who wasn't familiar with Dragonov that you would have built him differently the last two weeks when he showed up on nxt or just let him build promos or just make some video packages and not booking like that because I thought he looked incredible tonight. Nothing like the guy I've seen the last two weeks on TV. And I think commentary failed a little bit, but I think the matches actually gave the setup that we saw where he's tenacious, he's willing to go the distance to put himself through physical yeah. abuse, but I feel like they didn't put that over enough tonight where, I mean, based on how they booked him, this was kind of an underdog win. Definitely. That's, right. Yeah, exactly what this was. It was shocking. But I think anybody going against Walter is an underdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, Peter Bahi, $5 super chat saying jealous of Bianca Belair for getting to hang out with Alfred this weekend. <laughs> That's exactly. She asked to take a picture with me and I obliged. So, uh, we had, we had a good so time. Nice of you. <laughs> so nice of you. How was that at the after party with the media there last night? Cause I'm sure a lot of the media had some questions and words for Bianca. I'm assuming Bianca was probably pretty limited or had to watch kind of her response. Sure. I mean, there was a Q&A portion. Uh, I mean, I, okay. I just went straight to the after party. I was ready to, to get lit. But there was like, like a Q&A portion where the media did an interview with various people. And I don't know if you guys saw Nikki Bella did not hold yeah. back and talking about how much she hated it. So they definitely got that out. But that actual part Yeah, but Nikki Bella was you know. drunk. She was in the <laughs> lobby here getting wasted because she wasn't even at SummerSlam. So she was in the I, mean, lobby. I love what she... Yeah. I, I love what she said, but I was like, yo, that one she was drinking down there, like, really helped her just let loose in that interview. <laughs> yeah, she seemed pretty salty about not being able to be at SummerSlam. I don't know what's going on there, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> did not hold back. Yeah. You know what's going on there. Yeah. Oh. Somebody else you is there. Be awkward, you know? you uh, it's Z $5. The final takeover before the rebrand didn't need to be in the CWC. Cold to SmackDown. So we lost in the three-hour dumpster fire on Mondays. I mean, SmackDown with Becky and Brock, like, 
like we gotta we gotta make some cuts to smackdown man we gotta like alpha academy sorry we don't got time dirty dog sorry we don't got time mysterios take some time off brock's, brock's ponytail alone deserves his own segment on smackdown true, Yo, he came be back great. looking sexy that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad he had the ponytail i mean me too. Me too. Yeah, I love seeing him come great. back with a different look because every Brock Lesnar return, as much as you get hyped for it, always looks the same. But this yeah. Brock that came back, you were like, ooh, this is a scorn X coming for Paul Heyman. I loved it. Now, do you think Brock Lesnar... Revenge, revenge body. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Brock Lesnar is sexier than Roman Reigns? Is that is this a break? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Never. Nobody. Nobody in the world. But... I thought he looked sexy. You know, like hipster mm. cowboy Brock. I'm here for him. <laughs> but in terms of loyalties, Issa, I think you and Paul Heyman are probably experiencing all the same emotions right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is, I'm not ready to talk about it. A lot of people have tried to ask me, you know, who am I going to pick? What side? And I say, we'll talk about it when we, t- when we need to. The match hasn't even been made yet. I don't have to make decisions yet. Let's not go there. Look, we have like two storylines in one between Paul Heyman and Issa. This is going to be a great storyline between Brock and Roman Reigns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stellar Justin Lopez, 499. This match made me want to take one shot from Walter before I die, but at 870 days, it was just time to expect to tap out. He tapped out to drag it off. Yeah, that was a very, very surprising finish that Walter tapped out. They really put him over. And I don't know why. Made anybody... it better. Yeah. Justin, I don't know why you'd want to take that uh, chop from Walter because I saw some of those and I was just like, my goodness. Dragonoff is a piece. He's like Dragonoff chairs look like cheap lasagna from like yeah. Olive Garden. <laughs> That's like, what makes what? a good opponent. <laughs> oh, very appetizing. Very appetizing. <laughs> uh no, I mean this is just crazy tonight. Just uh to think of what we saw. I mean, this is this has just been a crazy weekend. This is like, is there too much of a good thing? You know, at the Olive Garden, can you get too many breadsticks? Is that possible? Just don't get lasagna. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> breadsticks, I don't even know, like any, the, fundamentally, the breadsticks are basically like a notch above hot dog buns with like garlic butter on them. Yet strangely, very edible, very addicting. They're very good. They're very good. Oh my God, we got Chevy's fajitas through Uber Eats last night. I was expecting a disaster and it was actually like incredibly solid. Wow. Yeah. I haven't had Chevy's in so long. It's more of a NorCal thing. I don't see any of them out here in LA, but when I was in Chico, there was a Chevy's downtown and we'd always go there. Yeah, we got that. We got like a pound of chips, a pint of salsa, and we shared a fajita and it was actually like surprisingly good. Um, That was our SummerSlam eating last night. Where where have you guys been? Where'd you eat in Vegas? Where were, uh, East I saw you got a slice of pizza. I did. So I, um, I've i already eaten there, but I like pinup pizza, which is by Planet Hollywood, by the mm. million miles, like the shops or whatever. But my yeah. friend was like, you have to go to Secret Pizza. And I said, I tried awesome. it. I didn't like it. And she was like, no, try it again. So I did pinup again and I did Secret just to see. And I still like pinup pizza better. I think Secret Pizza is just cute because of how the spot is set up. And it kind of looks like one of those hole in the wall New York pizza. But as a New Yorker, I like to think that my pizza expertise counts is higher than anybody else's. So I'm going to say pinup pizza is better. I'll tell you, Slice of Vegas at the (laughs) Mandalay Bay shops has the best garlic bread with like pesto that I've ever had. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like worth going there just for that. The pizza the pesto okay. comes separately, or do they put the pesto? No, they on have there? they have it on the garlic bread. They wow. have pesto garlic bread. Like worth going there just for that alone. It's very very good. Alfred, where'd you eat in Vegas? I never remember where it particularly, but I did go to like an authentic uh, Chinese place in New Orleans. It was very delicious. I thought good. it was very good. They had great lo mein, um, and then uh, you know some of the good catering at the SummerSlam was it was very delicious as well. 
Man, they're like WWE is just really treating the media well. <laughs> they're trying. Sometimes with their friends, sometimes not, but who knows? I feel like it's been a while. I, I like I saw more media love for WWE based on how they were treating the press this time than I think I ever have. Yeah, I think before. maybe it's because you know this yeah. first event back, you know, a large scale. This is really treated like a WrestleMania. The way they covered this, the yeah. way they handled this, because you know I've done events when it comes to the smaller pay per views and whatnot, but this was treated like it was WrestleMania. So I think they just saw it at the same scale and decided to just kind of roll out the red carpet so that it could get as much uh, coverage as possible. And when they do do that, WWE's PR is just very good. It's excellent in terms of getting access to wrestlers, getting you know uh, stuff like that when it comes to the media. I mean, it's really, this is a whole other different discussion, but like access journalism is absolutely a thing. And wrestling press, like a lot of, I mean, Alfred, you write for a very reputable outlet. A lot of reporters don't. Um, right. And it's amazing sometimes how just having good PR, friendly PR can get yeah. you a lot of great coverage. Yes. You mm -hmm. know? Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez, 999. Oh, we're we talking the Vegas screw job. I was flying home, couldn't vent on it yesterday. Way to go, Vince. Nice to job out Bianca in 10 seconds for the fans to reject Becky. Yeah, it's a tricky, uh, tricky situation that uh, they've gotten themselves into. I mean, look, very happy to see Becky back. Not like that. I mean, a lot of Kofi kicks in yeah, it felt very like because Becky Lynch is my favorite, one of my favorites. Everybody knows that, and it felt like like when I ate that pizza and broke my diet, right? Like it felt so good. I ate it. And then immediately after I was like, why did I just do that? That's how I felt. You're so happy when you hear the music hit. And then when she wins like that, I was, listen, I can, Becky can win. I just wanted a match. I wanted them to either put out a yeah. banger or stare down and challenge her for a future occasion and go away. The match didn't, need, there was a lot of matches that didn't need to be in that car. It was too long. I, I am, I don't, I don't understand what the decision or the thought process was behind that. But it, it was upsetting. They should have just had her put Carmilla out in 30 seconds and then well, have, um, you know, Becky come out and challenge her. And this is the weird thing when we harp on WWE about long-term storytelling. It's like we they've, they've set it up so well that it would have made all the sense in the world to have Carmella and Zelina attack yes. Bianca last night. Becky could have made the save. They could yes. have turned it into a tag match. They could have gone so many different ways with this. And it's not that Bianca lost. It's just she lost in the most disrespectful fashion possible very very quick yeah. loss um and something that i think does not it puts becky lynch in a tough spot you know but in that becky yeah. lynch is a returning hero the conquering hero and people there was a fervor to want to see her back but coming back under these circumstances now a lot of people are going to side with bianca belair and rightfully so uh, and that's going to come at the expense of becky lynch which is unfair i think to becky this is the heel turn they tried to do three years ago yes yeah, they're, they're getting, they always get their storylines in. So here it is. Yeah. Uh, Jill Lope, uh, Justin Lopez also saying, don't get me wrong. I'm sold to see Becky, but you don't book her like this. Uh, I agree. S-M-F-H. So. Becky. It was creative. Becky's back and she looked absolutely incredible. I just have to say that the fact that the last time we saw her, she announced a pregnancy and then she comes back looking better than before. That's insane. Good for her. Uh, Alejandro Villarreal, my favorite name to say in the super chats. Uh, even ahead of John Cena's bald spot uh saying i feel takeover 36 was better than SummerSlam. maybe i'm just a big fanboy of nxt but the match of adam versus kyle was one of the best in my opinion good note uh, for cole to go out on. can't go there with you i i couldn't care less about the kyle <laughs> I just, they've just wrestled yeah. too many times for me and I, I was just so into a lot of the higher spots you know SummerSlam was not without its faults but it had a lot of really great moments for me and uh and i thought nxt takeover 36 was a good wrestling show 
yeah, I enjoyed it, but no, go ahead. No, I was just saying I enjoyed it, but I don't, I don't think it was better than SummerSlam. So two out of three falls match: Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Uh, bye bye. <laughs> yeah, a traditional wrestling match, the one we were all most excited for. Uh, any stipulation? Well, I'd like a traditional wrestling match. Cal uh, O'Reilly won that fall. The street fight, which was chosen by Adam Cole, was won by Adam Cole. Uh, and then we had the steel cage match finishing it off with Kyle O'Reilly getting the win. Um, I mean, this this was crazy, right? Like, do you think, not to take away from Kyle O'Reilly, but do you think as this has more to do with Adam Cole leaving than Kyle O'Reilly having... Yeah. Like big plans in his future? A hundred thousand percent. Adam Cole uh, leaving was the central part of the storyline. And God love Kyle O'Reilly, but he just, you know, right place, right time for him. So good for him for being able to get this big win. But, you know, I, I did not care about it. I just, I zoned out. You know, listen, it's been a long weekend in Vegas. I was up until the wee hours of the morning. And listen, I tried everything I could to really get in this match, but I just don't have the emotion for, for this match because I've just seen it so many times. And a lot of the stuff they did just kind of seems like stuff spots that we had seen. I know they're calling back and telling a story, uh, but they worked very hard and uh, it was a good athletic match, but I, I was only interested in the finish and to see if Adam Cole would lose. And that, in fact, did happen. Yeah, I mean, I thought the match was great, but they, I mean, the these guys putting on a good wrestling match shouldn't shock anyone. It's Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. There's something about Kyle O'Reilly that just doesn't click with me. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I don't know. He just doesn't have it for me, you know, so it's very hard to become invested. But at the same time, it's like, if you know that you're losing Adam Cole, they might have some big plans for Kyle O'Reilly, because wouldn't you put him in a story that it will matter when he takes that loss? He took He took two losses to you know, Kyle O'Reilly during this field, that should be a big deal. And it doesn't feel like it's a big deal. It was a crazy, like the super Panama sunrise spot. I thought that was insane. How the hell does somebody kick out of that? There was a couple of kickouts that I was like, no way. But that also happened in Walter and Dragunov. So I'm not criticizing that. It's just WWE style, like Alfred said. But I mean, did I pop and jump and go up and down? No, it was just like, okay, great. I, I was more interested in the finish because I kept thinking if I don't call loses, is he leaving, you know? I think they've got an interesting setup where I don't know who is going to be the first big match against Joe, but I could see them almost doing championship matches and having Joe versus O'Reilly, Joe versus LA Knight, like let yeah. Joe just beat a bunch of guys and then go Walter, or then go Pete Dunn or do something big uh, for the next takeover. But I feel like there's a lot of guys that are going to be fodder for Samoa Joe. Now, if they want, and I think they could do that because they think it'll probably pop a rating to just get those matches out, especially with these guys that they don't know how they're going to fare in this new NXT. Right. That's a good point. And this was a very pro Adam Cole crowd. There was, you know, a very yeah. shocked reaction to him losing. They did chant BS, you know, bullshit when uh, he lost. They were not very happy. I think they all knew that this would be the last time that they'd see him uh, for one reason or another if he was to lose. Val with a 499 super chat saying it was awesome seeing Adam Cole use Britt Baker's lockjaw move. Oh, I didn't catch a lot of husbands using their or a lot of significant others using uh, their spouse's moves this week because Edge used the glam slam. I love when Edge on. did the glam slam. I pop for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this this was good. This was a lengthy match, not as long as I feared it was going to go. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. I thought this was going to take an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. There were just a lot of epic matches tonight. A lot of the same stuff. I mean, in Cameron Grimes, LA Knight, that didn't have to be long. 
And they opened with that. And even that went for uh, a while. So uh, after Kyle O'Reilly got that, then we had Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross in the main event. Where is Scarlett? What is, what, what's up with Scarlett? I mean, these fans certainly wanted to know during that whole entrance there, just screaming, we want Scarlett. And I guess it's not anything like uh, injury-related or whatnot. She was planning to take this time off, but she'll, you know, I'm hearing she'll be back. It might be too little too late for Scott to come back for Karrion Cross. to be honest, man. She planned to take this time off. Like, they're a couple. They're together. Like, what is she doing that – and no shade to Scarlett. I'm just saying, like, if you're taking time off, like, it's not like – I mean, you just show – you don't have to rehearse. Yeah. I don't know. This is why I think something more is going on. I think she could get called up to the main roster. I think Cross is after tonight after losing. But Scarlett, I could see them having separate plans, and that's why they're already trying to detach them. Yeah, I hope not. I like them together, but without the bells and whistles, like people say, yeah, you really did strip down Karrion Cross. But I think the treatment that you gave him on Raw is what really, really hurt him. I, yeah. I 1000% think that. I think, I don't know, maybe he wasn't in that big of a reaction before, but after that loss on, on Raw, everything changed for this guy. And I know they just booked him to like murder hard in 30 seconds, but it didn't matter. You know, and now he lost, which is okay. You lost to Samoa Joe, but I remember all of us thought that Cross should beat Samoa Joe, you know, like a few weeks ago. And look at where we're at now. That's crazy to me. Yeah. It could be interesting if they make it that she's what allows him to win. And then you get him in a feud where then the opponent's trying to kidnap her or something, keep her away. (laughs) They talk about attitude era, right? There you go. Now, I, I I mean, it would be too late to do that on Raw because now he's finally starting to beat Jeff Hardy consistently. And yeah. I mean, he needs something. I don't know if there's any coming back for a poor Karrion Cross, but I, I don't know how they're going to handle him moving forward. If he's going to be part of this Not new NXT, NXT, you got to, you, yeah. Yeah, he's got to get called up to the main roster and just yeah, try to do what you can there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope to see them together. I hope she's doing okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see where they go from here. But this match tonight, this was intense, fairly yeah. quick. Uh, and Smojo getting that win. He's the now first three-time yeah. NXT champion. Uh, I thought Samojo looked great. He didn't look like he missed a step in the ring. You know, I, I really enjoy seeing him. His selling is so good. Um, but I, there was just something about seeing him walk out and wrestle again that just automatically made you feel good no matter what. You know, I liked um the spot where he just kind of like came back i really thought he was gonna like pass out when cross had him in the cross jacket there was one spot that samojo was selling so good that i really thought he was gonna pass out i'm like are they really gonna do that to samojo i'm excited for, to see if, if karen cross gets called up there's a list of people that i want to see samojo wrestle so i'm excited for this ring yeah they also had that great spot while Joe was in the cross jacket where there was like blood dripping out of his mouth and they yes, were able to get it yes. slowly dripping out. It was great. <laughs> yeah, you can't rehearse that. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time Joe won a match with the Muscle Buster? That's a good question, but I don't remember the last time I saw the Muscle Buster. It's, it's one of those moves that has a dark cloud hanging over it where it's like kind of like Owen Hart's sit down pile drama. Mm. Like I see people at AEW do that and my heart always goes in my throat just because of the history. Uh, you know, and it's the, the, what sucks is that like nine times out of ten, that move just works with no incident. It's just sometimes there's a freak accident. And, uh, you know, thankfully, Joe was able to just pull it off regularly. And uh, I think that was a good way for him to emphatically win this match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the I think the most of us there is he looks brutal, but I feel knowing the history behind it when he hit it, you're like, no, you know, like you said, you just stop for a moment when they hit those moves that, you know, they're not supposed to be hitting. But he looked good. 
NXT with Nakamura. I think you're right. I think Nakamura is the last person I remember seeing take that move. Somebody yeah, in the well, chat said that was the last time. Yeah. This was a good takeover, man. I feel like yeah. if this if they flipped this around and this was last night and SummerSlam was tonight, I feel like the trajectory of things would have been better. It's just tough to uh, yeah finish the weekend this way and maintain that enthusiasm. Well, they beat um, SummerSlam in terms of length. This was a perfect pay-per-view yeah. length. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was like short, sweet, simple, and to the point the matches that were in the car matter, you know, like uh, that's the one thing that kills me, but it also made me feel like SummerSlam was being treated like WrestleMania because they tend to do that with one night WrestleManias when they try to get everybody in that car. Cause last night I really did feel there was a couple of matches that I could have definitely done without. Yeah. There's a lot of fluff on the SummerSlam card and this mm-hmm. was, they cut all the fat on this card. That's what I really liked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. The end of an era tomorrow. Maybe some people show up on Monday Night Raw. Tuesday, maybe Nick Khan comes out and opens up NXT. Oh, yeah. And says, from now on, from now on, you're all fighting for your contracts. (laughs) Hunger Games. Hey, that's not the worst idea. I mean, you don't want to make light of the releases and stuff like that. But, you know, Nick Khan's going to be this big heel to a lot of people. uh, Then why not just run with it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. lean into it, man. It makes for good TV when you blur the lines. Sure. You know, do we have any news? Do we have anything else? No, we usually don't do. I mean, the news is that uh, Mike Johnson, a PW Insider, did report that this, in fact, is Adam Cole's last match in NXT. Now, now what that means, that doesn't mean it's his last match in WWE. It could mean he's going to the main roster. It could mean he's going to AEW. But, you know, the Young Bucks had some fun with this. They put up a, a bio. They like to mess with their bios and change it. And so it was something mm-hmm. uh, saying that they're going to do a seance for a dead character, which if you follow BTE, Adam Cole did die on the show. He was killed yeah. off. And so who knows wow. where he's yeah. going? Jackson Darkness Gaming, $5, saying anyone think after Brock and Baylor, maybe Seth will finally get a shot to face Roman and be the Chief Slayer. Shout out to Alfred for that name. <laughs> we workshopped that. I'll give uh, Issa as well, saying that, you know, the Chief Slayer, Chief Killer or whatnot. Uh, but uh, who knows? I mean, I was very surprised that Seth Rollins lost. It makes me think they're going to do another match. Me too. Me too. I, I, I think so that. as well. And I think he's going to announce that he's going to be the Vampire Slayer. Oh, oh, oh no, no. I love that. I I last night gave the the Brock Lesnar and Roman feel. I already gave it the head of the beast nickname. So head of the beast. Oh. <laughs> head of the beast. That's the name for this feud. <laughs> I like that uh Goro was trending. Uh Goro <laughs> come back because Brock Lesnar's ponytail. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Stellar Justin Lopez, four ninety nine. Last time Joe did it was versus the demon Finn Balor, and that was the right. only L that was put on the demon. Oh wow, very interesting. Yeah, it's a very protective move. I, I really do like the muscle busters finish. I mean, back to TNA when he yeah. first did it, I thought it was a really innovative move to do, and he was doing. I believe he was doing an ROH too, but it's a, it's a great move. It's just you know, it, it, one time he did it on a, a poor TJ, uh, who, who's or Tyson Kidd as he was known. Uh, he was now a producer and a great producer out here. Oh yeah, um, you know it, it injured him and ended his career, but it, it's a it's a relatively safe move, especially if you saw how he did it to Karrion Cross. Really took care of him in delivering that. It did not look like it was uh, painful in terms of uh, Karrion Cross. Hmm. Yeah. So oh, I have- also don't know if this is like breaking yeah. news or an exclusive, but I did oh. see Baron Corbin at the casino. So I would assume he's doing better financially, slightly, or he stole somebody's money. And he was trying to double it, but I did see him downstairs, and he was wearing his stain shirt. 
Oh, wow. (laughs) It's it's hilarious to me that, I I mean, like, if you're going out in character, wrestlers normally don't do that. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. You should have seen them, though, on, when was the, when was the Junket, Alfred? That was Saturday. Was that Friday? No, Friday. Friday. No, Friday. Friday. So on Friday after the junket, because they were dressed up to like do the junket when they came downstairs, they were so recognizable that like it made everybody go crazy in the lobby because they were, you know, they were dressed up. Other than that, you see them walking around. You have to really know who you're looking for because they're very dressed down. But I I thought that was so funny to see him with the stain shirt. He had to. On his Twitter, he had to have be filming something because I was like, "Why is he out I think here?" He like- did. He was in a casino. I think he won like a hundred dollars or something. My yeah, that's where I saw him. Yeah. He was at the casino. I'm like, "Is that dude out here with that same freaking shirt on?" They he kept it laugh. So I thought it was hilarious. As I was walking to the after party, they were escorting him out uh, for loitering because you know they didn't want him. <laughs> so that's how much in character uh, Baron Corbin was. <laughs> That's not a true story, by the way. Don't go reporting. <laughs> they should. Well, like, I, I MJ- saw him at the casino. That's my story. That's <laughs> like remember when MJF did the whole thing of Starcast, where he was banned from the panel and showed up in disguise. Like I like when they do that. I like when they really yeah. bore the lines. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool, everyone. Well, that covers this weekend. Tomorrow night, uh, Raj, Jack. Oh, who else is on Monday? Gabar. Yeah, it's usually Justin, Raj, and Jack. That's how little attention I pay to Mondays. But Tuesday, (laughs) the start of a new era Yeah, for NXT with the three of us. Uh, Good seeing you both. Isla, say hi to Vegas for me. I'll be there probably, hopefully, in six weeks. I'm hoping Uh, to get out of here tonight. It's not looking very promising. Next (laughs) summer, though. Next summer, money in the bank, though. Yeah, we'll stay with you. Yeah. I'll have the studio set up then, so we'll definitely be able to broadcast. I was going to say, at least all of our content will be created from your Yeah, house. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's That's like 25 deal, minutes north of the Strip. Like, that part's going to suck. But, That's fine. So when we land, we'll take our equipment, we'll set up our little yeah. areas and leave it there and then come back, you know? But. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I already know the drive, like the back of my hand. Cool. Well, have a safe trip back, Isa, Alfred. Uh, have a great night. I'll see you both on Tuesday. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. He's at This Is Nasty. She's at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Give us your follows, your likes, your retweets, and we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.